You're listening to the Beat Motel Zine podcast, and we need to warn you that we use words like shit, bollocks, scrotics, fuck, anarcho syndicalist, and cunt, and we don't normally beat those words out, apart from the word cunt, because we're not total animals. Now, we know as well as you that your children can hear these words on any street in Britain, possibly any street anywhere in the world, but we also appreciate that you may not want to invite these words into your home if you have children or sensitive pets nearby whilst listening to this podcast. So listener discretion is advised. That being said, if your children aren't allergic to hearing words like fuck, shit, or hind penis, they might learn something from listening to this podcast, although probably not because the quality of our educational content is quite poor. So there you go, fuckers, buckle in and let's get started. Hello. If you put like your other, if it, sorry for, for people listening on podcast, not watching on video, if you put your other finger up the other nostril, can you can you rub them together? <laughs> you can start off in it in there like that. Oh, I just found a massive sharp bogey. Um, <laughs> welcome to the classiest music podcast there is. Um, I'm going to put some hand sanitizer on my hands now because I've just walked to work and it's like minus four here. And I'm not complaining about the temperature because it'll be a lot colder where you are, Sam. But I forgot to put my remote heater on before I left for the office this morning. So it's you'll probably look. It's where am I? It's eleven degrees in here. <laughs> What do we have? What do we have? Today, minus seven feels like minus 13. No? <laughs> I always like the feels like thing. Yeah, like... It, it, you know, it, at that point, you're looking at how bad the wind is, and if the wind's like up, you're just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> I said you went out on your bike. Was it yesterday you went out for a bike ride? No, not, yesterday not really was the, Yeah, I've got uh, spikes on my bike, uh, and. Um, I went out the day before yesterday. Yesterday would have been impossible because it snowed all day and it was impossible to move around. Um, I sh- I'll send you a video of my son trying to <laughs> trying to force, force his sled down a, a, a hill, a small hill. <laughs> the snow is coming up to about his, his neck. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Um Right, so which we do riff of the week? I'm gonna gonna try and keep to time this this yes, episode. Go for it, go for it. So the first riff of the week is from. Did you introduce ourselves? We didn't, did we? I'm Andrew Culture. I'm, I'm in Ipswich, and we have Dave, the Demolition, Dar, Darby, Delicious, Sam. Does that work? Hi, yes, hi. I'm Delicious. <laughs> Here's a riff. Which part of that was the riff? Can you can you hum the riff? I suppose it was. I thought it was that. <laughs> Who was that, Sam? <laughs> I'm sure they really appreciate how viciously we replicated their music. 
think we ought to. Well, I think that ought to be a challenge each week. Each week, we ought to like challenge each other to hum the riff from Riff of the Week. <laughs> uh, that was Sevus Finns, Aeon of the Spiritual Starvation. They are not a Finnish band; they're a Portuguese band. And I was uh, wasting time on Bandcamp a few weeks ago, and they came up. Um, and it's one of those what seem to be very good at the moment, sort of extra, a bit avant-garde black metal. And they're, they're, uh, they're sort of in line with, it's, well, they go a bit more death metal in a lot of their, the rest of the album. I, I like that. Um, and, you know, chunkier riffs and slow it down a bit. But, uh, yeah, great album, great band. Um, don't know anything else about them. Portuguese, apparently. Uh, and um, yeah, impressed by the album. I like it a lot. I'm definitely going to listen to that. That 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 appeals to so many things I like in music. Well, is there much of a metal scene in Portugal? I know it's a horribly white British guy to ask, that thing to ask. But well, the only reason I ask is one of my favourite bands. I think it was the year before last, Gay Rear, are um, Portuguese as well. I know it's only like two bands now, but. There's Moonspell as well, isn't there? Uh, oh, who are legendary. Yeah, a friend of mine was their orchestrator. Mm. He, um, have I told you that before? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. When we were we were at Helsinki. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. I'm gonna. <coughs> oh, excuse me, uh, listeners. I, I was at the pub till very very late last night. So my voice is a little bit lower. Um, working. It was a work thing. Um, Honest. Honest. Now this track, I am going to play it, and then I'm going to ask you what you think it is, Sam, and you're not going to know. And then I'm going to tell you. And then I'm just put it this way: I never ever thought I would choose something for anything on the Beat Motel podcast that had this person involved. But the other person involved has been on loads of tracks that I've chosen. His voice, that's awful. You, do you know? So you, can you? you, can you hum, hum the riff first. Hum the riff. Oh, I can hum the bass line. Yeah. So, yeah, but the bass and the drums are what's keeping it together. The rest of it's sort of floating around. Um, that's a good. Good description. Is it, is it Knowles? Is it? Is it Noel? It's the other one. Yeah. They're, oh, Liam. It's 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 Liam's far far more nasally than than Noel. Liam, Liam, uh, yeah, Liam like, Does he understand he has a throat, or is it just all nose or body, a chest? He can use his chest. Wonder what his chest voice sounds like. He, you know, it's probably like me- proper metal, like a growl. It might be. He might have a very nice chest voice. It's his <laughs> nasal. I don't know. It's just like, frankly, um, the. Uh, the internet's sort of lagging a little bit when you play these these things, so I have to sort of listen through quite a bit of uh, bitty distortion. Mm. And uh, and and 
and it doesn't it di- it didn't complement his his sound it is an odd thing but that i chose that because uh, the other part of it is it's liam gallagher and john squire and john squire's guitarist of the stone roses okay who who is absolutely playing like quite old stone rosy type things there all the i love all the black backward guitar but it i chose it because it it came up on the radio when i was in the kitchen and it was a bit without liam gallagher singing and i just thought ah i like this this sounds all right i like this this sort of like psychedelic swooshy sort of guitar stuff and then liam gallagher opened his pie hole and i just thought what the fuck is going on here so the fact is yeah it's john squire and and um Liam Gallagher's just it's just really interesting but what I've just realized hearing it then is that the amount I like it drops by about 23 percent each time I hear it <laughs> so like the first time when I accidentally heard it it's 100 percent like this is cool then it was about 75 the next time it came on and I showed Emma my wife um on YouTube and it dropped to about 50 so we're now down to about 25 <laughs> so, well, it's, it's interesting I mean do you do you think it's them sort of rehashing past glories or are they doing something genuinely new Hmm. there is something new about it but having heard that again that it's tomorrow never knows by the beatles Mm -hmm. when when you hear when you hear the whole of the song it it, it, that's exactly what it is it's you know a a lot more a lot more layers of guitar but it's tomorrow never knows by the beatles and i shall give them no more airtime unless you want to no 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 go I just, right. think it's inter- I just think it's interesting that they've got together to do something that sounds like well, what Liam's band was endlessly accused of just redoing, redo- essentially. I think Noel was always keeping them dialed back from being a, an, an out-and-out Be- Beatles rip-off, you know, being them like a, a carbon copy. Mm. But obviously, without without him there... Liam Gallagher can sort of push it a bit more, but I'm really surprised John Squire's doing something so, so obviously, so such an obvious homage to to the Beatles because it was through Stone Roses that I learned about bands like Love and mm. uh, Big Star and loads of the sort of the late sixties, early seventies psychedelia kind of thing. So it is more it's, more than the Nuggets sort of side of things. Oh yeah, God Nuggets, that'd be quite a good. I need to listen to it again, but Nuggets would be quite a good episode to do. Me and Rocky, uh, uh, these are end times guitarists, actually pondered whether we'd like to start a covers band that just covers the Nuggets album. A lot of that stuff is, yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is great. That would be quite quite a fun thing to do. And, and yeah, I think it would really connect with people. God knows if I could, I, I could actually play any of that. But right, should we move on to the theme? What's the theme for this episode, Dr. Sam? Oh, well, we didn't do this at the end, and we're a bit late in doing it. It's the best of 2023, according to ourselves. Mm. Let's kick it off by playing your first choice. That that is absolutely the forbidden music in my house. But tell me who that was. That's JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown doing Garbage Pale Kids. 
And I just want to look up a, a lyric. That's one of the eating your ass. <laughs> eating a thatch was that? No, eating your ass. Uh, eating your axe. Eating. Eating, gonna... your, eating your ass like I'm Canubis. Oh, and like Anubis, what the the Greek god, um, Egyptian god. Canubis. Anubis, uh, god of truth, or is it death? I can't remember which. That's one of the filthiest <laughs> lyrics aside. That's one of the filthiest bits of music I've heard probably for quite a while. That that thumping broken bass is oh god, it's gorgeous. I love yeah. it. Well, so, another, so eating your ass like I'm Canubis. Um, <laughs> I show up on your stream like a tele-evangelist, and I have faith that I can clap those cheeks like. <laughs> clap those cheeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, dear boy. What a dear boy <laughs> Danny Brown is. Um, it's just, you know, it, that album was by far away for me Last year, it was by far away the one. I don't know if I listened to it the most, but it's certainly the one that stood out the most in terms of uh, sheer sort of like it's held. It sounds like it's held together by scotch tape. I I, I, I adore that though with, with any type of music. Yeah, it's like it's like it, it sounds like it's just like being thrown together, and it's really rough around the edges, and it's all a bit insane, and it's just. The vocal style of Danny Brown particularly matches sort of the unwieldiness of the music. Um, and um, that's not to say JPEG Mafia doesn't do a great thing, uh, what he does in the album. It's just, it's just, because he produces the whole album, he made all the beats and stuff. It's just unwieldy and brilliant and pretty insane and well done to them. Uh, uh, did you was it a Danny Brown track you chose a few weeks ago about yeah. gentrification or or something? Yeah. I, I just need to like if I haven't if I don't come back to you by the next episode and tell you I've extensively listened to Danny Brown, then we need to have some kind of intervention. He's like I don't know for me. It's like, I'm not a massive hip hop person uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just but, by just um, by saying hip hop person just proves it. <laughs> I'm not one of those hip hop fellows. I'm not one of those hip hopters. Um, <laughs> um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I, uh, Danny Brown just sticks out like a sore thumb as like uh, a, a, an, um, and the, and the projects he surrounds himself with, like this JPEG Mafia one. Like I need to go and check out JPEG Mafia now because that album is so it's so good. Have you ever tried to make music like that? Um, not like that. No, I always found you can, you know, doodling around on the bass. Um, I seem to, I seem to, when I doodle around on my bass, plugged into a guitar, and uh, I either seem to produce lazy hip hop stuff that's a bit a triple questy, or uh, when I put the distortion on, um, it just all goes a bit stoner metal. <laughs> just like default setting for both of us, I think. <laughs> I just thought um, I, I have tried to make music like that, and it, it's kind of like free jazz. When you first hear free jazz, you're like, "Well, this is just a load of bollocks, kind of thrashing around all over the place." Until you realise it really isn't. I've just thought though, you sent a video with your bass. Is that going through your computer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, have you got um, an interface? Yeah. 
why, why are you still recording with earbuds if you've got an interface? Oh, that's it. Somewhere else, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I will bring, next time I come over, I'm going to bring a microphone for you so we can, just like a USB one, so that we can we can make you sound like really sexy. Like, like, like I clearly sound. That's going, to be, uh, that's, going to be, that's going to be a lot of, uh, lot of modification on your part. <laughs> yeah but cool um, I, I love hip hop and I I always like anything that isn't just trying to perfect the kind of the meme that's already existed of hip hop so um, uh, my outcast I always think always thought were quite interesting because they're, they're pushing it and I love stuff like clipping which isn't probably actually hip hop and I like Wu-Tang but I kind of almost like it for what it was doing at the time and early Eric B and Rakeem. I'm just trying to think of like the real touchstone people, the people who really moved it forward. There's a brilliant hip hop documentary. Oh, God, right. yeah, absolutely. Oh, people under the stairs. There's there's loads of innovators. I um, have to say, I, as as far as a lyricist, as far as like uh, a lyricist goes, I really, really, really like Ice-T because yeah. I, can, yeah. I can follow him, frankly. I can follow, he's, he's like, he's like, a, he's like, he has that ability. He's really clear in the story that he's telling. You can and it, and you can follow it as a story, and you don't need to like like a lot of the stuff that came out. I would say like Nas and all that sort of stuff. It lost me because there's this cultural, there's this sort of this cultural shift to this language that I don't really sort of follow. I never really understood the appeal of Nas. Um, the Tropical Quest, I never you know great. It's just great, and, but as a storyteller. Ice tea, always been uh, incredible to me. Try, tribe, it's just the it's tribe, it's the vibe. It's just the s- smoothness and and the 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 flow of, the of all of it. But as like a story, like you know, like I don't know, Ice T's the only one that to me is is like he's like the hip hop Woody Guthrie, not Woody Guthrie, hip hop Hank Williams. You can follow the story of it very easily. Absolutely, um, I sometimes get Ice T and Ice Cube. Confused. Which one was in NWA? In that case, I'm thinking (laughs) the whole time you've been talking about Ice T, I've been thinking about Ice Cube. Uh, Let's move on from that, and I'm going to play you. um, Ice T is the one in. uh, He's got body count. Body count. You sure that wasn't Ice Cube? It's Ice T. Oh God, bloody hell! Right, so you. This is a standout track for you, but you say it's not a track that you necessarily listen to. I've kind of gone the other way, and for my first choice, I'm, I looked at, um, I used Tidal, as you know, uh, well, because I'm on your account, and I, I skimmed through the things that I've saved. You know, you, you can, like, add tracks, and for one thing, I was amazed how much I've saved, so thank you for that, because there's, I've discovered so much music through that, the algorithm on that. But then I found a band who I have listened to a lot, and it not like chin stroking listening to but here in the office i've listened to them a lot a lot a lot and i'm going to play you a bit of it and i've deliberately chosen a bit that kind of highlights one of the reasons i really love this band so i just could pause it for a minute I, that is it goes completely out of time, doesn't it? And th- this is sort of the middle eight of a track. No, we did middle eight. Um, middle eight of a track that just completely threw me. It, I, I had to stop work and just sort of like pay attention to it. But anyway, I'll play it again. Yeah, 
it sounds like it's going to build and then it goes weird. didn't have time for much of the actual song but that's agriculture which i think is the worst name for a band i think i've possibly ever heard and they Coming might pop up ne- next episode yeah. i was gonna say yeah next episode i, I may well choose them because it's just such a fucking terrible name and that song's called look oh, part had, three yeah i have to rejig my list for that one um that's great for me that that kind of black metal is it's the oral equivalent of like suddenly getting so excited at watching a TV program that you stand up off your settee and just point like that. Just kind of like, but it's, a, it's interesting because it makes me think that and um, Save Us Fins, who we heard at the beginning of the episode, makes me think, and there's this Bantifax or whatever they're called, Canadian band who really play with, like, it's like, it's like black metal is finally, black metal musicians have finally figured out you don't have to do everything at the same tempo. And the drummer doesn't have to do the same thing all the time. Yeah. And they can play and push and pull people with their music. Um, that's great. Uh, because that is sort of like, yeah, you're going, okay, what's happening here? Oh, they're building back into something. Oh, that's not what I thought they were going to build back yeah. into. That's fantastic. It doesn't get old either. Because I think when you put tricks, when you put tricks in songs, which I might accuse that of being, they they get old really fast and and they lose their their appeal and they can end up just being annoying. That that album by Agriculture, there are so many bits in it that are so bloody weird, but just so brilliant and they they never detract. It's almost like breathing space because that track's about I think it's about seven or eight minutes long, and if it was just full on for the entire time, it'd just be much too much. But um, they're American. They are. There's a sort of a, a geek, almost like a geek chic in black metal coming coming along at the moment where you look at these guys and you think yeah they're they're at university and one of them studying biochemistry and i don't know what they do for a living at all but very cool are you looking them up yeah they they don't they they really don't sort of strike me as the coolest looking people in the world (laughs) i like this this is what got me into agricultural college that would be amazing but this is what got me into metal is that i was always put off by the look and like the stance and and whatever and it was when i went to go and see metal bands who just looked like complete geeks i suddenly started to really fall in love with it now i love the dressing up and the whole shebang but that that just put me off for so long you know like like any sort of thing it's it's all like a bit of a costume isn't it i i um i've been wearing band t-shirts since i was since before i was like since i was 10 or something um partly because i think uh my parents were just a bit indulgent of that sort of side of things like uh, it's a lovely thing to be indulgent of 10 year 10 year old and my parent i think my mum liked the idea that uh, me and my brother had my old my older brother had matching t-shirts so he had Use your illusion one, and I had use your illusion two. Uh, that's absolutely adorable. Oh god, I'm going to make a, a note of the timestamp because that I want to 
I want to add that that's to to the clips. If anyone who's listening to this, do follow us on on TikTok and Instagram because we I'm I'm trying to post a clip a day now just to try and sort of build up a following. We are getting followers on on these these platforms, but the I, it's like I I saw that's a similar thing. I saw I can't even remember where I was, but I was somewhere and th- this this woman was she had twins and these kids were I don't know four or five each. And they both had red hoodies on, and one of them said "Thing One," and the other one said "Thing Two, like from Doctor Zeus. <laughs> I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. Like almost like I'm glad you spawned. It was worth it for that moment that you bought <laughs> you bought those tops for your kids. User Illusion One and Two. That's absolutely fantastic. You put your body through that just to have that little thing, just for a visual gag, just, <laughs> just for a visual gag, <laughs> just for a joke. Awesome. Right, so that was agriculture, and let's move on to your next choice. Wow, that's a lot. Who is it? At Squid Fisher, uh, second time they featured on this with the uh, with the song Both, and uh, that is uh, they are. I think they're American based, but let me just see something. I'm going to say that if anyone who's not heard Squid Fisher before and thinks that that track is cool, that's a bit much, or there's quite a lot going on. The video for that track, I physically struggle to watch it it is so over the top it, there is so much going on on the screen and there is so much detail it is more caustic than the music which is remarkable they, i mean i applaud them just just for that well that's that that's that thing that i think i find attractive is that in a day and age where i think it is quite hard to produce genuinely challenging grind oh it's grindcore but you know some grindcore punk rock and that's that's grindcore firmly rooted in punk rock rather than rooted in metal i would say mm. and um and there's a significant distinction in that the grindcore rooted in punk rock tends to be a lot sharper and a lot uh nastier and mm. they 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 get to that sort of like they're following on from a band the locust which one of them is in uh, Death Club, which is um, got the, one of the main guys from the Locust in, and um, yeah, it's just it's an album that is just pulls no punches, and it just is brutal and disturbing. Visually, they're very good at sort of producing uh, disturbing visuals, and um, it's just like it's one of those things. My brain just goes, yeah. That's that's I'll have that, and I know I'm. I completely understand when you know someone else hears that and goes, oh, "That's a oh, no, uh, 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 it's a bit too much." But um, it's uh, it, 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 it ticks a lot of boxes on this side, and also yeah. I like I love the use of electronics on on it actually. I, I I'm sort of like fascinated by them, but almost like. It's almost like in the early days of the internet, 
when people were emailing photos around, when when just sort of like the sharing of things, I mean like 1998 time, and somebody sent me a picture of like, it was something like a halfway, like a post-mortem, like something I was just like, what the, why the fuck have you sent me that? But I was also kind of curious as well, not not to like look at it for very long, but just kind of like, oh, that's like a, 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 a you know, a view into something that is really, really challenging. And mm-hmm. I think with Squid Pisser, it's like that. Bear in mind, I go to gigs and put on gigs where people shout through distortion pedals and make the most abrasive sounds they possibly can to the extent that I arrived today and, and in the room outside my studio, there was somebody with uh, an angle grinder cutting through rusty metal. And I literally thought, do you know what? Put that through a boss heavy metal distortion pedal and then put an envelope filter on it and put a beat behind it. That would sound really cool. So bear in mind my, you know, my tastes. I'm, I'm not just like, Hey, I'm all about the smooth at all. And yet squid pisser, I, str- I still struggle with. I really do. And I don't know what it is. I don't hate it. I really, really don't. I just, it's so much. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, so much. much. It is, it, it, you know, and I think that's that thing of, it cuts through a lot of noise and it cuts through and it is very sort of like, I don't know, they just have a thing that my ears just went. Um, I'm, I, I'm my, more... brain, my brain is just sort of uh, rewarding, re- rewarding, 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 <laughs> rewarding uh, me with the words. It, I enjoy it so much. I, I forget how speak works. <laughs> It's I'm I'm more interested in that and how that's made and how that's written than I am almost any other music. Metal I'm obsessed with figuring out how they do it because it's and and techno because it's part of my connection to it is is that I've sort of made some of that stuff. But um because I'm teaching myself guitar, I've been reading like guitar technique technique magazines and for one thing I've struggled massively because it's all tab and I don't really like I, I learn from being in a band and watching people. But then I go and look up some guitarists after reading the tab. I go and look up their videos on, on YouTube and I realize I've got no fucking interest in learning how they play like that at all. I don't care how they <laughs> couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Squid pisser. That really, really interests me. And I'm like, how are they doing that? So, well, it's that, it's that thing of like this. Uh, it's a similar thing with um, Dillinger Escape Plan, early Dillinger Escape Plan, where you have basically, you know, the the the, the technicality is not, and the genius is not in the notes that they're playing in a way, but it's <laughs> they're producing. It's nice to know I'm being. <laughs> I did back away from the mic. Um, uh, but you know, it's like. Uh, yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan has, uh, uh, particularly the earlier stuff, has that sort of, um, it's not about sweet picking and all this stuff, mm. which a lot of other stuff is, but it's about this sort of stabs and how do you create this sort of dissonance. And, uh, you know, a lot of it, I think, for, you know, it is the technicality of the rhythm that gets to me. And it's also, you know, like, a lot of basic, more basic punk stuff is sold on the singer, I would say. Um, a lot of the and a lot of the grindcore stuff is sold on the drummer. You need that insane drummer. It, just how, how do you be in a band like that? How do you tour? How do you mu- like muster that energy every I single think, night? I think it's quite. 
Yeah, let's play a so let's play a sad one today, guys. Play slow and sad. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling that bright or jive. You, yeah. you say that 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 agriculture album, the second track on it, is not metal in any way whatsoever. They've done it before. They did another release where one of the tracks in the middle was like trad folk. You know, like the people who play stuff that was genuinely written in the 13th century. That mm-hmm. that kind of there's a track like that, and then, yeah, the second track on the agriculture is just sort of a nice song, and then it just blasts <laughs> back into the black metal. But that's cool. Thanks for bringing Squid Squid Pisser to the choice. Did you tell us why why it's your choice, or was the whole conversation we've had for the last five minutes explaining? That was, yeah, that's that's why you're listening to me very closely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play a band now, which is another an, <laughs> another band that. I'm surprised I chose, and I will explain why. But listen to the lyrics, because I particularly like the lyrics. Trench coat got banned for a bit Does that conjure up any weird feelings? Knowing all kinds of twisted minds Can find it a prime coat within which to conceal things You can't ban a coat, can you? Can you ban a coat? No, they're just running a racket The only coat that matters now is a floating coat So get yourself a lot tracker Can you hack it? Can you hack the heat? Water rising, look at your feet, man ah! Cos whether rented, borrowed, bought, stole, second-hand or brand new do you want to even have a guess? I don't know if you'd even know who that is outside Sleeping of the months. UK. Ah, oh, do you know what? No, not at all. Um, it's a band called Yard Act. And who sound like Sleaford Mods? <laughs> that's fucking nothing like Sleaford Mods. It's We're a guy it's a guy not quite singing. So I, I guess you could say that. And and it is it's not rapping, it's that it's the sort of the the well timed talking. I came I came up with a term for that uh, whole sort of scene because that's sort of what slaves do as well and it's what idols mm. do. And slaves extend. have changed their name. Uh, oh, yeah, because they someone probably schooled them on the term slaves and they thought, mm, that's shit. not a great idea. Um, and uh, so what they thought now? Uh, so Yard Act, I, when I chose that because they played a... Right in the corners, which is an Ipswich festival, like a multi-venue festival in Ipswich, which, which is always fantastic. And they were really sold at the, for the first album as being like, oh, a bit like The Fall. And they were kind of a little bit like The Fall, if The Fall were actually interesting, <laughs> or a bit more interesting. I do like some of The Fall. Slaves then, are now called Soft Play. Which I, I think is is a wonderful about-face in, t- in terms of naming. Um, but Yard Act came came back with this second album quite quickly and it's so different it is a bunch of bunch of people in a studio really just pressing all the buttons and and having a play with it and that track the trench coat museum it's just delightful nonsense basically that little bit i chose is like the trench coat got banned for a while because people try and hide things in it <laughs> it's 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 just nonsense, but I do. I, I am. We're going to go see them at Norwich UEA. A whole bunch of us, including Emma. Um, oh, and I think oh. it'll be. I think it'll be a good night out. Uh, so, so what I want to say is that I came up with a term for all these bands, and I think it sort of starts the popularity of this style of vocal delivery. I think starts with Sleep and Mods, and I came up. I, I think it's. I call it particularly after Slaves. I think it's Yobcore. <laughs> Yobcore. Because it, it is sort of like there's a there's a aspects of these male and it's predominantly male there is what's it called a laundry mat um is it laundry mat um they have a 
Um, there's one that has one of these bands has a female singer. Yard Act, I, I wouldn't say they're yobbish. They're they're another geek band. If you look at them, they are a, a bunch of geeks, and I say that as a geek, as, as an identifier and a celebration. But I think the delivery of the vocals leans into a masculine way of delivering it. Um, they could choose. Really interesting. They could choose to deliver, and you know, we, we we have control, and particularly people in the front of the band are performing a particular way of. You know, any any singer, any vocalist is performing a particularly particular way, and they're leaning into a particularly British male way of before, uh, delivering their vocals. It's really interesting because yeah, I, I think Yobcore's a brilliant a brilliant title, but all of the bands, soft players they are now, Sleaford Mods, Yard Act. I'm trying to think who else. In terms of their politics, they're all very right arm. And they are yeah. very complete opposite of actually being yobs. And you, you've made me really think it's almost like they're, they're taking ownership over those traits of masculinity and making them positive again, turning it around away from the, the laddish blokiness to kind of like it, it being a little bit more intelligent. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Neither you or I are blokey blokes in any way at all. But that, but that's, you know, but that's a really interesting point of like, what are they that's a really interesting question of how are they using their vocals to perform and what are they doing? Because, you know, it's not like I would put idols because I, uh, along with them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because the guy can't sing for shit. Uh, and um, all, you know, uh, yeah. I and mean, it's interesting. It's, yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. You've got I, me something to think about. I, idols are, Idols interest me. They've got they're they're about to release an album, so they're you know they're pumping out the singles at the moment, and they've done a song, which oh shit! I wish I knew what it was called. I might send you a link afterwards because to me it's the singer trying trying to sing, and he's doing all right. He's it's very narrow range, but he's doing a good job of it. But the music to me really reminds me of a song by The Clash, and oh. it's a song that was used as backing. By I think it's the right one. Uh, used by as a backing track by MIA. You know the the British Shrankin, oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's a rapper or an, an artist or she's just an all rounder. I think, but yeah, interesting stuff. So let's let's move on now that I've made you think. Let's choose the next of your things. And anyone who's listening, thinking that Sam and I are only into metal, then. Why, why would anyone dislike that? <laughs> Who was it and why'd you choose it, Sam? That's uh, Gard Nielsen's Supersonic Orchestra, the Space Dance Experiment. Um, just all of that. Just say that, say that again a little bit slower because I just want to drink Gard it in. Gard Nielsen's Supersonic Orchestra with the song The Space Dance Experiments, Experiment um, out, uh, came out last year. Um, I didn't see them when they played Helsinki uh, because... We were on, 
short vote to Stockholm, and um, they are about eighteen person orchestra made of all northern. I think mostly northern European musicians, most predominantly 18. Nordic. Yeah, like three Imagine that mini bassists and. <laughs> I don't want to sit on Harry's lap, not again. <laughs> yeah, who gets to who gets to use the roof as a bed tonight? Take it in turns. <laughs> uh, I think, um, and and they they sort of do. I really like I really like a, a a jazz album when you can hear people sort of screaming encouragement, and they're really into it. <laughs> and um, Charles Mingus albums are really well are really good for that sort of stuff as well, and. Um, I think it's a really, yeah, it just sort of, I really love the sort of the bigness of the sound. Mm-hmm. And, Would that be um, a standing up gig? Because I can't, if there's that many people, it sounds like it'd be in the UK, they'd play somewhere like the Barbican, but I, I would struggle to sit down to that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it, would, I, it would feel like a waste of, 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 of energy. No, I, I think you can sort of stand up to that stuff. You could dance a little bit. No, that's what I mean. Would, would it be like a stand-up gig or would it be a, a seated gig? I think it could be either. I've seen I've seen the Sunra Orchestra, which at the Barbican, and that's seated. But I've also seen uh, Killing Joke at the Royal Festival, Hall, and that was seated. Or even though wow, that's weird. The seats were not used. Yeah, I wouldn't say <laughs> the seats were used. I mean, this is just really, really. I'm getting a bit insulted here. <laughs> uh, but that—that's wonderful. And yet another thing, I'm going to look up. Jazz seems to be getting very trendy again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that because of you? I don't, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's happening with jazz. You know, do you do you see who won the Mercury Prize? Oh, no. must have been last year. It's a band called the Ezra Collective. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's them and the Comet are coming, and there's just a whole sort of like bubbling up from the underground of jazz. And I love the fact that underground jazz is even a thing, because Ezra Collective, are, uh, I think they're from London, but the the drummer who's kind of the spokesman is also a youth worker. Actually, the singer of Idols was a youth worker as well. And just their their whole their message that they use the platform of becoming a popular band and winning the Mercury Prize to constantly drum home the message that all children should have access to creativity. And yeah. they they played Glastonbury Festival, which just gets like blanket coverage on the BBC now. Um, and almost like between every other song, that there was a little talk given by a member of the band about the importance of encouraging children to be creative and then to put their money where their mouth was they 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 got the music department or loads of kids who were studying music at a high school somewhere near them in london transported all of them to glastonbury festival and then one by one they came onto the stage and did a solo each of these kids did a solo at glastonbury during this Ezra Collective track, and I just thought that's the fucking coolest thing ever. <laughs> that is, that's really not just sort of going on about how kids should have access to creativity. Going right, we're going to bring a busload from London, and they are all going to get to play at Glastonbury Festival. And I thought that that band, that's just wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Got a bit emotional then. <laughs> I really hope you know, like imagine being the one person whose mum doesn't sign the or dad doesn't sign sign the. Yeah, I trust these people for 
Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, dear me, I was just thinking about yeah the things that Izzy's getting up to. My daughter's getting up to at high school now. I've just got to share this with you. I don't know if the listeners will care, but she was she was. We have to send in boxes of food for what they call food tech. So she was making croquette monsieur yesterday, and at lunchtime she sent a photo of what she'd made. <laughs> Emma replied, "You don't have to eat it if you don't want to." <laughs> I'll send, it, I'll send it to you afterwards. It's oh, it's so bad. It is so so bad. Bless her. Um, right. Let's let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. So we had really really interesting choices, and, and I really didn't want mine to all be metal. But yeah, thank you. this is a band who I think had just released one of the best albums of their career last year, and I saw them play at Tufnell Park Dome, and they put on a cracking show, and they sound like this. That's um. Do you want to have a guess? Uh, no. That's Wolfheart. Oh, Wolfheart. Which I I kind of get why other people might not like Wolfheart, but to me, I genuinely don't know why they're not a massive band. <laughs> There's so much quality to them, but that that was because I have just listened to the, that album so much, and I've seen them and talked about them. Yeah, and that, but that is that thing. I think the you know. You can have these sort of best of year things, and you sort of sort of go, "Oh, these are this is the most interesting thing I've listened to," or you can go, "Actually, this is just I don't know what's you know." And this is what creates is really difficult, I think, for music journalists is that some things are just good. Exactly, I can't I can't really tell you why I like Wolfheart. I just know that when I put them on, I enjoy listening to them. That's yeah. pretty, pretty much it. It's, it's that that is that is your lot. There's a lot of culturally metal stuff i like about them i like that they're finnish i like that their videos are all filmed in in the snow and the woods and i like that there's a guitarist on an outcrop of rock over a stream playing a solo which makes just no fucking sense at all if like that was guns and roses or something i'd be like yeah look at that shit somebody in finland wearing wearing leather and with a horrible spiky guitar i'm like that's cool as shit <laughs> well i hope the leather's you know well kept because the snow's gonna fucking ruin it <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got nothing much more to say about that. So, on to your last choice. Listen to this album. Uh, that's Cruelty Reincarnation. How do you spell Cruelty? Uh, with a K because it's just. You know, you know that's because of Google. Google have changed the way bands choose a name for their band. Oh, go on. It's because if they were Cruelty with a C, no one would find them mm. on Google. If you're Cruelty with a K, 
you, you'll be the only result and people will get straight to it. It's like churches. It's spelt with two Vs in the I mean, middle. And... Oh, that's, I mean, that's very interesting. Um, they're a Japanese band. Oh, really? Cool. They, uh, I mean, it could just be because they don't have to spell cruelty, but um, <laughs> I, think, I think they are much more. I mean, it's sort of death metal with, you know, at least one foot in like metallic hardcore old school metallic hardcore none of this sort of clean singing shit and um they just again it's like you know this has been far, by far the most metal heavy episode we've done in a long long yeah. time since we started really and i think that's just because you know you start by talking about what you're listening to and you end up talking about actually you know we've gone into various other a lot of other different interesting parts of the culture but at the same time like this is the stuff that has picked up my ears this year last year rather and it's just you know and i i suspect if we if we manage to do this for another year it'll be much the same story because there's something that my brain is rewarded when i listen to that stuff rather than when i listen to indie it, it it's so it's so visceral and it's not that i don't like aggressiveness in life as a whole and I, I don't see this sort of music as aggressive at all not even squid pisser it's more playful than aggressive but that that cruelty every every time you've played me cruelty i'm just amazed uh there's always something i pick out each time and that time the production is so fucking good to have so much going on and that snare just goes bang Bang! Really, oh, it's just—it's just wonderful. What a what a great band that every, everyone. Where I'm in my studio today, the the other company that's out there on Fridays, they'll go home at about noon, and that's when I turn the music up and I can listen to it much louder because the other company here is like a little bit further away. You know, I think Cruelty will be on my list today. <laughs> so thank you for that, Sam. Right, we're going to move on to my last choice. This. This is another one that I looked at how often I've been listening to various people. And then I found out that this artist is someone I've listened to a lot. And the weird thing is, it's not like I can pick out any particular one of his songs, but just it's another, um, what's it called? Brain reward thing. We keep talking mm. about it. Dopamine. dopamine. It's another dopamine hit for me. Absolutely. But I've chosen something that's, not usual for his oeuvre or his output, and here it is. That's Daniel Avery, and that track is New Faith. Uh, have you heard of Daniel Avery? He's um, He was a DJ. He started DJing really, really young, like techno clubs in London, and got really quite famous as a DJ. And like a lot of DJs do, he started putting out music, started making techno. And when, being unkind, a lot of DJs who do that then make very generic techno. Um, which is all right, but you know it's it's not particularly interesting to me because punk rock ruined my life. I need something that's actually 
usually need somebody who's pushing the envelope in some way. So he he had a couple of quite big hits with some sort of interesting, well done sort of commercial techno that you know, sort of top twenty. It would have been top twenty singles kind of thing when when we were younger. And went away for a bit and came back, and that's the first track off his album from last year. And it's just a piano riff that gradually gets more and more bit crushed, more and more distorted, until by the end of the track, it's it's just noise, basically, just sort of like really thick noise. And I chose that track because to have had such big hits doing ear-pleasing techno and to have the opening of your next album, the much-anticipated next album, doing something that is sonically quite interesting and challenging and is not a, you know, Radio friendly unit shift. I just thought it was cool. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's ambient. You say jazz is in ambient is very in, isn't it? It so, is, and yeah, I think Brian Eno's waited a while for people to start buying his old albums, and they they might do that now. Well, uh, I would like to shout out uh, to Marconi Union their track "Weightless," which was the only peer reviewed track around to that has been proven to send people to sleep oh you've told me about this before and um yeah you can uh you, you but you need to listen to it on headphones this is the caveat it doesn't work on speakers it doesn't work through your phone you need to listen to it on a good pair of headphones because you need that sort of sub uh subconscious uh kick drum they have in it what would trouble me about that is that I have these, I have these things, AirPods, so pods. AirPods, because uh, I'm an Apple wanker, and it would trouble me Apple if I went to, I went to sleep with these in. I'm I don't know how I'm so sure of this, but I know one of them would come out, and I know I know they fall out because I I walk to work and back every day, and more than a few times I've seen them <laughs> flattened on the road where they clearly must have fallen out of people's ears and been run over. But if that song put me to sleep perfectly, I know that I'd roll over and swallow an airbud. And I don't think the things in, that are in airbuds would do well for my IBS in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but you might get it back, but would you really hey. want to get it back in your ear? <laughs> oh, now it fits snugly. Look, now it's like... Like it's glued in somehow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you stop your earbuds falling out? Poo! <laughs> such a classy, classy organisation we are. Oh, just we, we are who we are. I, I'm. This is my year of not removing my filter because I think when people go, oh, I am as you know, what you see is what you get. Oh, I can got to be true to myself, and I think no people who say that fundamentally misunderstand how humans interact with each other. But I'm just I'm spending this year being a lot a lot less scared of, of just being as daft as I actually am. I, I put a video on my did I send you the video I put on my LinkedIn yesterday? Like behind the scenes. I'll send you links behind the scenes at my company. And it is it's you know me. You you probably could envision what that is gonna be like before I've even sent it to you. Um and what's happened is everyone thinks it's really funny. Um so <laughs> I might belch less. I do apologise for that. Um, <laughs> it's, but, it's more like belching when people are speaking. The, I should just. It upsets me. It's the, oh, sorry. Like yes, interrupting. Was it? 
hold in a belch? I don't know. Anyway, I, I shall endeavour not to do that again. If you're you know, holding a belch, doesn't come out as a fart. Eventually, I suppose. So no, or it might like come out my eye socket or something. Maybe. <laughs> right, we are actually on time, so I'm going to wrap it up there, um, listener. Thank you for your tolerance and love in 2023, and we have 52 episodes in. 2024 and we are on episode i don't know i had to move the website yesterday and i haven't checked it actually worked but we're on we're nearly up to 60 episodes now which i think is pretty impressive best drum fills was the last one so this is episode 58 that is not too shabby i have a a suggestion for another episode uh, go on I'll, i'll tell you when we stop recording yeah, we don't want to ruin the magic. Mm. Emma actually asked me what, what I'd chosen for the best of 2023 today, and I said, ah, oh, you'll have to listen to the podcast. And she was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get listeners. Yeah, so so my wife might listen. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Hello, Emma. Love you. Um, right, I'm going to say goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye? No.